have future wager at 50 to 1. You do. I got another 25 to win. First leg, Warren. I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Two Units podcast. A late recording today on Friday due to other commitments, but huge show. We've got the supper, pack your nags, specs across four states. Our unit of the week. And as always, we round out the show with our two units, our best bets from around Australia. My name's Nick Foote. Joining me is the great man, the Salts. Welcome along, mate. Footy, nice to be here, mate. How you going? Good, mate. We've had a busy morning, the units, haven't we? We've been in at RSN, um, stuffing around in there. It was good fun, but we're we're here to record the number one show now. Yeah, this is this is the priority at the end of the day. This is what we live for. And we've got a few coffees here because the boys are a bit tired. You you have a bit of uh, adrenaline through the veins after a night game, don't you? Can't yeah, get to sleep. It was a 2 a.m. job and um, waking up early for radio was a bit horrific, but we kick on, mate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna nap the yeah, couch. This is courageous. I'm stuff. Na- I'm na- yeah, you say, you know, that is. I'm gonna nap the couch down this afternoon. Trust yeah. me. So. I, I have noticed that it's a bit dirty in here. What's the cheese and kisses has gone away, and you've just uh, let the housework <laughs> go. Turned yeah? into a bit of a batch pad. I'll be <laughs> honest, but she comes back tomorrow, and I tell you, there's gonna be some ferocious cleaning in in the yeah. AM. Tomorrow. Speaking of uh, batch. Pads, I'm still waiting for Cleo to contact me for Bachelor of Year 2023. <laughs> so anyone from Cleo listening, you know uh, how to contact us. Right, mate. <laughs> it's fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. It is now time, of course, for the Sultan's Supper to celebrate great performers or performances within the industry. And... I'm going to kick one off the top. Read a great article, Salts, about uh, James McDonald, who you couldn't say he's not the best jockey in the world at the moment, could you? Like, really, oh, you well, couldn't mount a case. So, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, came out around his salary, and I want to invite him to the supper because we've had some uh, we've had some pretty budget meals of late, and I saw that it's you know pushing two mil um, for the season uh, in terms that of that just earnings. Yes, yeah, so, so that's, that's not that's even before endorsements. That's and before stuff. endorsements, yeah. and uh, I looked at it and I was like, "Geez, that's a lot." And then I thought about it and I was like. I reckon it's actually spot on. Like if you look at an industry in terms of an industry standard, you can only compare to what's within the industry. And mate, if you're the best in it and you see how much money's floating around, I reckon good dart and good on him. It's it's almost unders in terms of earnings. I know Absolutely. he's got endorsements and stuff, but it's a it's a billion dollar industry and he's the best jockey in it. Yeah. And so and look, the stars of the show are obviously the horses, but mm. they are the, the jockeys play an important role because they're the ones that have got to bloody boot them home and keep yeah, them exactly. safe as well. Yeah. So high risk, high reward scenario. But uh, J Mac, you can come along and take us. I think it's a Voodamon supper with definitely, J-Mac. Yeah, yeah, real top level sort, sort of, of paired wines yeah. sort of stuff <laughs> for the Sultan. Um, mate, another one that I just want to mention. It's uh, I didn't know where to put this in the show, but. Um, I know you're not as much across this. I'm, I'm all over it, but we've got a bit of an opportunity, the units, and we've um, moved into the breeding barn salts. 
And I'm not. I'm, my wife isn't <laughs> tough. We're not having a kid. It's it's not quite that far. Say, if, it, if it's not you, then it's me, and I'm <laughs> and I'm a bit concerned about where it might have come from. <laughs> no, we've moved into the breeding barn. We've teamed up with our old mate Beery and Steph from Haywood Bloodstock, and we've purchased a broodmare that's currently in foal. And uh, it's gonna. There's a limited chance for some unit army um, listeners out there to to get involved, and we're not. We're not a syndicator, are we, so we're not selling shares, but no, some friends will, would, you know, there's an opportunity for some friends to come along for the ride with us here, and it's all about the the, the broodmare is actually a half to um, Maccabi Diva, Salts. Oh, so if you, heard, cups, here we you, come. Heard, you heard of that horse? Yeah, she's all right. <laughs> so we'll get Beery on the show next week, actually, yep. and um, he can tell the listeners a little bit more about that, but just keep your eyes peeled because... The units are just spreading their wings a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to bring Maddie Chadwick, a gun young apprentice, to the supper. And he's had 65 rides. He's ridden 14 winners. And he's just a lad as well. You hear his post-race interview after he rode Rolling Moss to victory at Moa yesterday. He got on there and he's got in front of the mic and said, yeah, I was able to reel off a couple of cheapies in the middle. <laughs> and he's just a good lad. And, you know, he's 22 years old now. He only started riding four years ago. And here he is riding winners in the professional ranks. So he still claims three in the bush. And yeah, he outrode that four kilos very quickly. And, and he's a good up and coming jockey and, and one I'm keen to have some dinner with. Nice. Do you follow him on Instagram? No. Oh, no, that's just the Chadwick models that you follow on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. I'll look through their followers. <laughs> you are. None of them follow me back. <laughs> Finger paintings you bring home and they suck. I'm caught. Pack your nags, time salts, and an opportunity where we get to come off the long run and just send things pack, and we're not happy with. And something has just come across the the socials this week, and you know we're passionate in this space, and it's about politicians just going outside their comfort zone delving into physical activity and sports. And our old mate, Sleepy Joe Biden, <laughs> he has he has gone asleep on a bicycle. <laughs> He's so and, sleepy. And he has fallen off a stationary bike since. He was stationary and he fell off the bike. And, mate, it's just not good enough. This is the leader of the free world. He cannot stay upright on a stationary bike. Now, Every, like you and I have ridden road bikes before, and when you clip in, when you're just beginning riding road bikes, you have your cleats done up too tight, and you clip in, you stop, and you fall over. Everyone that's ridden a road bike has fallen over Guilty. stationary once before, but it just happens once because yep. you don't make the same mistake again. But I saw that clip, and he was riding flats. Yeah. He wasn't even clipped in. <laughs> that's how sleepy he is. He's, now, he's now, so relaxed. He's so relaxed, and he got that nickname from the Don, Donald Trump, and... You know, we're not taking sides in any elections or politics here, but there is a Wikipedia page that's dedicated to the list of nicknames used by Donald Trump. And it is a extensive list. He's come up, he's got uh, Joe Hyden, <laughs> Sleepy Creepy Joe, <laughs> Slow Joe. <laughs> he's obviously come up with Sleepy Joe. He's this, this Bill Cassidy is a US senator. Wacky Bill. <laughs> Wild Bill. <laughs> It just comes up with all these nicknames based on based on people and and quite often their, their looks. Which he's called someone moderate dog. 
Connor Lamb is Lamb the Sham. So if you want a good laugh, go and see some some nicknames the Don's throwing out because I tell you what, he's very uh, creative in that space, the Don. Oh, say what you want about him, but we love a nickname. At, at <laughs> Absolutely. Two. We actually had some rippers. We did a fodder a while ago, didn't we, of like the greatest nicknames and yeah. people sent them in. I actually thought of one the other day and this is just random, but... We had a guy, I went to school with a, a guy and in year seven, we went and played laser tag. Oh, yeah. yeah like, what a treat for yeah. Pierre. You go play laser tag. And they, like, do the demo and they put the vests on and they do the safety thing and they, they said, any questions at the end? And this one kid put up his hand and said, can you guys play Alien Ant Farm when we go in there? <laughs> and this kid was known as Alien Ant Farm for the remainder of high school. Oh, smooth criminal. <laughs> smooth, no, it was just Alien Ant Farm. Oh, nice. Well, good addition of Pack and Ags. Uh, got off topic a bit, but Salts, what we're here for is some racing. We've got specs across four states, and we'll get into those on the other side of the break. Top Sport is bringing you something that's better than the best and better than the rest. It's best of the best multis. Your top odds are guaranteed. Just place a best of the best multi across any Saturday Metro meeting to score yourself the top fluck or top dividend from the three national totes on each leg. How's that for top dollar? Download the app today and bet your way. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Best of the best not available WA races. Gamble responsibly. Salts, it's time for your specs across four states this <laughs> week and brought to by Top Sport as always. And, mate, we got racing at Caulfield, Morfittville, Ramwick, and we got Group 1 racing at Eagle Farm, which we'll look at as well a bit later in the in the show. Mate, we will kick things off. Caulfield, what can we expect in terms of uh, weather? We've had a bit of rain around this morning. We have. We had three mils Friday morning, which nudged the track into a soft seven. So it'll be a soft six on race day because there's no more rain around. Plenty of fresh ground. The rail's back to the true, but it was off 11 metres last meet. The wind is northwesterly, but it is quite light. So I would expect most horses to get their chance tempo related. Yeah, nice. Hey, I'm going to kick things off just short and sweet in race two. And um, I just think it's a put-in takeout job and I'm not going to go on too long, but that's Gennady. Uh, Looks a class filly, uh, dominant on debut and was pretty green too. Does running the bend and finding a rail improver, we'll find out. And I think all roads for her lead to the Group 1000 guineas, and she's at $1.80, and uh, I'm pretty keen to just be with her nice and early in the card for a return. Yeah, she's having a squeeze around here to, to get used to Caulfield. There is a few other nice horses in the race. He's heaven for Peter Moody. He's been jumping the house down and at the jump outs and a couple of last start winners. But that, that win at... Flemington last start yeah. was an absolute beauty. And she beat a couple of last start winners there by a long, long way. So yep. very talented filly. Hey, let's head to race five now. It's a benchmark 78 over the mile. And uh, the rain around this morning might have helped this guy. Yeah, the Chieftain Alex Ray was doing a rain dance because he was wanting it to be at least in in that six range to, to race. Whether or not he races race day morning, who knows? But I'm suggesting they are. And he was outstanding last start on the hillside. He spotted the winner, Visionari. About eight or nine lengths at the 700, and he very much almost made that up. He kept fighting to the line in the inferior going, and that horse backed up the next week at Flemington and, and was just out bobbed by Tuvalu in an absolute ding-dong battle, mind you. That was a beauty. They just kept fighting it out, but he got nudged out, but they're both group-class horses, and the Chieftain from Barrier 5, he's not a he's not a horse that's going to be settling on pace, but I'd like to think he's blending in midfield and, and he's going to be finishing off late for sure. He's racing in great form. 
That's Chief Altoni at $3.10. There is a galloper here that I've I've got a little bit of time for, Salts, and I noticed the blinkers go on first time. That's Eagles Crag. How did you assess Craig's chances? Oh, mate, I was going to say, <laughs> you've, sorry, you've got that pronunciation <laughs> wrong. It's Craig. <laughs> Eagles Craig. Craig McRae coaches Collingwood, and this is Eagles Craig. And, yeah, the blinkers are going on. The winkers actually went on last start at Swan Hill. He had every chance and, and sort of loomed up and – leveled up and and looked like he did have a bit of think about it. So some extra headgear would help his chances. He, he's definitely drawn to not get that many favours for a horse that would like to go forward. So whether or not he gets caught wider, I'd like to be with the Chiefs and getting some cover. But, you know, it, he's a good horse, Eagles Craig, and can certainly measure up, but I'm with the Chieftain. Nice, man. Hey, let's move on to race six. I'll, uh, I'll take this one. It's a three-year-old handicap over the thousand. And I really like Squid Game at four bucks. I think it's a pretty serious setup here for for the Squid. Uh, Cops a race uh, salts with stack of speed uh, engaged, and um, I think with a good draw, some weight relief, Michaela Lawrence claim. Few weeks between runs um, when beaten over length by passive aggressive and Dragonstone, and that's forty francs, forty francs, forty francs, and it goes around a bend here. If it can go around a bend here, I think it goes really close. So I like Squid Game at four bucks in race six. Salty, interesting runner. I would have preferred probably eleven hundred, but the speed, yeah, the drop is on the drop back to a hundred was probably the only knock. But mm. then I think the speed engaged offsets yeah. offsets the drop back in distance. So there's an interesting runner in that race, which is inundation and it's coming off a Pakenham synthetic win in a benchmark 58. Now it won at a dollar 20 and it won like it was a dollar 20 and it won at a dollar 40 first up at Mornington over a thousand meters and, and won like it was a dollar 40 there as well. It's, I've heard them on, on the radio, the price Kent junior stable talking on radio and saying, He's a very talented galloper, and obviously he's putting it together, and he drops in weight here. But Jesus, a steep, how, steep class rise. How do you assess as well a horse going from the synthetic onto the turf like that, mate? It's a minefield. The synthetic tracks at the moment, the Ballarat track horses are detesting it. Yeah. The kickback there is is extraordinary, and and the feedback from the jockeys is is very much on the negative side. Michael Walker spoke about how much better the Pakenham synthetic surface is compared to Ballarat, and Inundation won at Pakenham last start, and he did lead, and that's a track that's been hard to lead at. But it's, you know, coming off a synthetic into town, he looks short. Like, I couldn't back him. Two but bucks, then if he, Two bucks 40. Yeah. If he won, you'd be like, you know, he's a good horse. But it's hard to take with that setup, isn't it? Yeah, agreed. That's that's why I'm going with the squid. Yeah. Uh, race nine, you got a two-bet play for us, Saltsy. It is, what are we looking at here? It is a benchmark 84 over 1,400. Yeah, I'm with Polanco and Mr. Exclusive. Polanco was sensational last start. It was five weeks between runs and caught wide without any cover on a fast tempo and stuck on gamely. It was a high-rating race. He looks really suited to 1,400 metres now, and he beat Sig Positano absolutely fair square there. And if we have a look at the market, Polanco is currently sitting around $13, $14, and Sig Positano is a $4.60 favourite. So the price differential there is... Quite extraordinary. I know Polanco hasn't won in quite some time, but if you want to draw a line through that race, he's the one that you want to follow up in trips. So keen to be with him, gets a soft run from a low draw, have 0.65 units on him. I'll have 0.85 units on Mr. Exclusive. He did it tough first up 
at Caulfield. He was jumping out lovely. And I know the stable, Matty Brown, was quite flat that he didn't get it done that day because they thought they had him wound right up and he went around at a decent price. He's not that price today, but he's jumped out again between runs and the, and the work was super. He settles handy. He keeps fighting. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen that either one of these can, can win the race. How are we going from a staking point of view with those two? Sorry, Salts. Yep, so 0.65 yep. on um, Polanco, Polanco and at- 0.85 on Mr. Exclusive. Cool, and Polanco's yep. at 14 bucks, and Mr. Exclusive's at $7.50. Yep. Let's head over to Morphville now. Back on the course proper this week. Mm. What can we expect in terms of uh, conditions? Is it wet over there? It is, yeah. The rail's eight metres and it's wet. They got well off the fence in the corresponding meet last year, and it was under the exact same conditions from meet prior, rail position, and track conditions. So expect as the day goes on, they do sort of get towards the middle of the track. A little bit of history repeating. Yeah. Hey, uh, mate, race four, it's a benchmark 68 over the 1,200. Chicago Storm sat three deep without any cover. First up over 1,050 at Balaclava. Absolutely powered home, spanked them. The last 200 was the fastest of the day. Now, he didn't beat much there, but the runner-up got four kilos off him, and he's put the best part of five lengths on it. And that race, he ran eight lengths faster than the 0 to 58 same day. So he's done a lot to say that he's back in outstanding form, and he was well-supported that day. He's ticked the wet track box, and the extra trip today, another 150 metres, the way he closed off last start after facing the breeze, Looks to really suit him. He should get a nice run off the speed and finish off one unit Chicago Storm. Yeah, $4.50 on top sport with Barand Vosta on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, race seven, mate. It's a benchmark 80 over the mile. With No Name Lane, a last start winner. And I did back him first up and he took a few to get going. But you look through his form last prep. Once he reached form, he held that form. And I'm expecting him to do that this weekend. He... Led and then was cross last start and the mid-race slowdown really did aid his cause and he, and he got going, got a few off the bit, but he did get there early and he was strong to the line and the race rated really highly. I'm expecting him to hold that form. He's very fit. He races on speed. He doesn't necessarily have to lead and he handles the wet. So I reckon he goes on with it this weekend. No name lane for one unit. At $3.10. That's the most Adelaide race I've ever seen. It's got Jaguary, left-hand man, no name lane, Lakes, Folly, Cafe Tortoni, Francis Boy. It's an absolute Adelaide racing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> just, Isn't it? It's just some of the all-time just usual suspects there. Skilled so bunch. Yeah. Hyper Kane. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's got Adelaide written all over it. <laughs> yeah. Lakes Volley will get back and flash home and then people say it was unlucky. That's, she loves doing that. <laughs> yeah, but Day, she won the day. Or we, he. She, yeah. yeah, we won the day we're at Morphville Park. So I'm yeah, pretty I know. Sure yeah. The last, <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Hey, race nine, Salts, is you've got another tip for us. It's an 1,800 metre race. It's benchmark 68. I'll have 0.85 units on cash and checks, and hopefully people didn't listen to radio because I'm calling it cash and checks and breaking necks. <laughs> it's the first time I've used that one. And <laughs> hey, this fellow goes 14 to 1,800 metres. It's not ideal, but he's very fit. He was three wide without any cover last night and kept coming, and the last 200 metres that he clocked there was the fastest of the race. So he's racing in really good form, and he's hitting the line, and, and he's ready for this trip. I, he should get some good cover off the speed, and... And finish off really well for Caitlin Jones. So I'm pretty keen he goes close cash and checks. All right. Salts is breaking necks in race nine there. And I'm just looking for a price. Probably helps if I'm in the right race, I reckon. 
Let me chop ya. Let me chop ya. Cash and checks, breaking necks. He's, uh, you can get seven bucks for him, mate. Oh, nice. That's, yeah, you can too. Seven bucks. Caitlin Jones on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Eagle Farm now. I'm just going to head up. I've got a I've got a tip for us before we go to Randwick just to break it up yeah. a little bit. And, take uh, us north, mate. Take us north. I've been... I've been present. I haven't been going that well, but I've been present in Queensland throughout the carnival, and I'll I'll ride it out till the death. And uh, I'm going to have one in the Group One, mate. The Tats Tiara. It's Phillies and mares. Wait for age over the fourteen hundred. And this is this is a race that can often be an afterthought for the eligible horses, like the Phillies and mares up there in terms of Group One and trying to get that Group One status. And um, yeah, we we're pretty passionate about this race, aren't we? we it's no good (laughs) (laughs) but in the past anyway this is actually pretty good it's a nice it's an intriguing edition it's a competitive edition and (laughs) (laughs) uh, but just like the racing at moa yesterday was competitive yeah it's it's such a good way to say (laughs) it's just open and god knows um (laughs) but there is one horse in the market that it's been well and truly set for and and it's not an afterthought and that's anavisto and it is the favourite, but it's five dollars fifty favourite salts. And Fresh is best for her, and she's run her biggest figures fresh, and she leaves nothing to chance when it comes to her racing pattern. Um, she's a distance specialist. She's won four from nine um, and three times in the money, and and hopefully Rachel can get her to relax. We know Jamie Carr's had a really good relationship with the horse, and um, if Jamie Carr was riding, I would be really, really keen. Um, but I don't think even Jamie can ride a Group 1 winner from a yacht off the coast of Dubrovnik right now. Apparently yeah. she's there, yeah. Apparently <laughs> you told me on, on her Insta stories so that that's where she is. Um, so I really like Anna Vista at $5.50, and uh, I'm keen to play in the Group 1. Yeah, Rachel King rides. She rode her second in the Group 1 Queen of the Turf at her last start. And I tell you, yeah, I, I had her marked as a as an upcoming group winner when she returned in the Tressa Day at Flemington at Group 3 level and completely and utterly smashed the clock. And look, she did go on to come second with Patton Favours in that Group 1 Queen of the Turf and, and failed in the emancipation prior to that at Newcastle. But she's obviously been aimed up at this, as you suggested, the two jump outs up there. So she certainly best profiles, of luck. She certainly profiles as a horse that I know you like to be with as well, one that jumps and runs. Yeah, and she does. Fun. If it wasn't in such an open sort of competitive race on a, <laughs> in, in an area I don't do any form, maybe I'd have a look, but yeah. I've skipped past it. I reckon, I reckon I'll give it up if Brooklyn Hustle wins it. Looks a looks her race, mate. The speed's on. <laughs> There's been a lot of chat about Brooklyn Hustle on the socials this week too, hasn't yeah. there? Yeah, the speed's on. The speed's on. But yeah. the, I'll tell you what, we thought the speed was going to be on in the Sangster and Snapdancer just led and said, catch you later, boys. Yeah, exactly. Even right. though they're all girls. <laughs> uh, Randwick, mate, what's uh, what's it doing up there? We got a, got a good track? No, the track's a soft six Friday morning. They got a bit of rain that I'm not sure they were expecting, but it should improve to a five. The rail six meters, the six meter rail at Randwick is probably the fairest of all the rail positions there. No to pure back markers, I don't reckon, but should be okay depending on tempo. Nice. Um, we got one tip there just for now, Salts, and that's race seven. You're pretty keen on something. What sort of a race we got there? I haven't punched it in. Race seven is a benchmark 88 over the 1800. Yeah. For everyone at home, that's me that hasn't punched it in, but. It's all good. We're we're a team here. Benchmark eighty eight. It was a bit, dare I say, uh, passive aggressive. <laughs> oh, <right>. So, <laughs> Solar Apex settled further back than intended last start was the excuse they gave to the stewards, and 
He rattled home off a slow tempo. He clocked the fastest last 600 meters of the day, and the only horse that equaled him for the last 200 was Skyman in the same race, who was then subsequently bolted in at his next start. There's a new claimer on today from a nice gate, and you'd expecting they attempt to be somewhat positive. And there's a few Waller runners in this race, which is not ideal because you're often back the wrong one. But this is the one that since markets open that that they've found and, and want to be with. And I'd suggest the setup is that reason and that he can be a bit closer and, and finish off really strongly. He does look really ready to win at 1,800 metres. Yeah, those racing colours have had a pretty good success. Yeah, I think world. he's going to uh, Royal Ascot. <laughs> Solar Apex. Next week. I think there's a, a party. I think he's going to go top weight in a benchmark 78 at Royal Ascot. <laughs> 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 oh, so good. Well, you're getting around 420 for Solar Apex, Saltsy, and uh, that's... Your only tip in Sydney for now, but we'll come back to that in the two-unit segment. Unit. Salty Unit of the Week time where a lucky listener gets $200 in bonus bets from Top Sport Australia and uh, they find a bet for us. Half the winnings go to Horse Rescue Australia. Half the winnings go in the punter's skyrocket. We got Hazy this week. who's a, He's been a long-time listener, long-time follower of the show, Hazy. Yeah, I see him pop up. Good bloke. Yeah, he, he got the pipes out, doesn't he, in his, yeah, um, in his Twitter. He's an operator. He looks like a real sort of high-half forward set up in the uh, <laughs> yeah, real wherever you are. Up and run him back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hardest position on the ground, mate. Soft. <laughs> <Here> <laughs> <he is>. Okay, <laughs> here's what Hazy's got for us. G'day, units. Love the show. For my tip, thanks to Horse Rescue Australia, we're heading out west. Belmont, race six, number five, false statement. Last two starts have been full of merit. Last start, flew home second to Star Trade, who's had a follow up win since. If false statement can get some luck in the running, I expect him to be finishing off hard again and get over the top of him late. Enjoys the sting out of the ground uh, and hoping for $7 plus with Top Sport. Good luck, units. Hazy, he's going west. I don't mind it. It's We're diversifying our tips, Salts, and I like that, Hazy. He's gone with false statement in race six at Belmont. And it's currently, you've got more than seven, mate. Top Sport are offering $9 there oh, fixed at the moment. The so that'd be a nice little uh, 800 bucks in your pocket and Horse Rescue Australia's pocket. So we'll get on that, Hazy. Um, good luck, mate. All the best. Thank you. Uh, let's head now to two unit salts, our best bets from around Australia. And as always, I'll, I'll start us off. And, mate, I'm heading back to Eagle Farm. I'm the Queensland specialist who I'm more like. Yeah. <laughs> I am. And it's trainer mail. Yeah, it could be trainer mail. It's the <laughs> Healy Stakes over 1200. And I'm going with the Tony Gollan trained Garibaldi at 10 bucks and $3.30. It's a one by three best bet listeners. And uh, this guy went straight into the black book after his first up effort in the Lightning Handicap and was flashing late, was beaten by Boom Nova that day, who was the fit horse. So. Um, had excuses to tire. Um, Tony Golan on our show a couple of weeks back, you'd remember, listeners, we asked him about Garibaldi as it was in the Black Book, and and he said that the target the whole time has been the Healy for him. So, um, look, he's drawn wide. He's drawn the widest barrier here, but I think that's offset by his get-back run on pattern anyway, so I don't have any issues with that. Um, and, you know, maybe more for me for 
getting involved with a back marker, but because you always need a few things to go your way, but he will be flashing late. And as a one by three player, I think he represents outstanding value at 10 bucks and $3.30 to place. Lovely, mate. Good luck. And for my best bet of the weekend, I'm going to Ramwick race two and we might call this calorie deficit. You and I have been in that a fair bit now over our lifetime, haven't we? Foot, foot tosis and street tosis. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But yeah. I'm back in deficit here. Huge yes to 1,600 metres. He absolutely powered home from too far back in really strong splits and really good overall time here. Over 1,400 metres last start from a, uh, a closer barrier, a more of an inside barrier this week to 1,600 metres. He should settle a couple of pairs closer for the apprentice and he's going to be strong late. There's, there's no doubt about that. He, he's racing in really good heart and he looks really well placed to win here and I'm keen on him. I'll have 1.25 units on him this weekend, mate. And I've, I haven't sat out the best bet segment this week, mate, the two units. So we're back on track. We're ready for a few winners. Yeah, one from about 80. I think we said last week we're close to 100 episodes. And then I was like, I might go back and do a stock take. We're nowhere near 100. Oh, really? Yeah, I think we've done high 70s or something. We're still a season or so away. Ah, oh, that's all right. Round up. I like it. Yeah. We'll round up to the nearest 100. <laughs> <laughs> so deficits, $3.70 for Salt's best bet around Australia this weekend in race two. Uh, in Sydney and mate that uh, rounds out the two unit segment which means it rounds out the show Friday I do like getting the potty out a bit earlier but Fridays it's got a good feel about it it does have a good vibe about it and I know the song coming I dare you to listen to this song in the car and not speed or like road rage someone <laughs> drive responsibly <laughs> gamble responsibly but yeah the the vines are a ripper yeah it's aggressive and I like it mate. yeah it is just good. like us yeah so just cool. like your haircut it is a bit <laughs> it is a bit aggressive but mate all the best on the punt this week listeners gamble responsibly we'll hopefully be back next Thursday with our show salts yeah have a good weekend <laughs>